Hey friends, I'm Molly B. And I'm Molly Reed, and we're friends who love to read and talk about it. Welcome to Book Club with Benefits, a judgment-free zone to talk about all things romance, smut, and reading, where the only rule is no No shame. shame. So grab your favorite book, a delicious cup of something, and come cozy up with us. Recording. Hi, Molly B. How are you? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I got a mullet this week. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so I'm really vibing with my uh, current haircut. Yeah, update for our listeners. It looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I will say, like, I saw my family this weekend and my um, sister-in-law, like, love her to death. We're super close. And she hilariously was like, I sent her a picture of the mullet and she went, wow, that that's different. <laughs> and I was like, she hates it. <laughs> um, and my brother, my brother, um, bless him, was like, you're so brave. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> All right, so... I was like, that's true. I am a brave person, but also it's a hilarious thing for you to say. About the reason haircut. you're saying that to me is, like... is so funny. So um, mixed reviews, I'd say, but um, I love it. So that's all that matters. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, how are you doing, Molly B? I'm doing all right. Um, currently, while we're recording, it's like a rainy, gloomy day, and <sighs> I, I just feel like this is the perfect atmosphere to sit down and talk about books. I'm yes. so excited. I like got my cup of coffee. Yes. I'm just vibing. <laughs> I, I was like, when I woke up this morning, I was like, today is going to be a perfect day. I'm going to see yeah. Molly. We're going <laughs> to chat. Like After that, I'm going to have a nice lunch, and then mm-hmm. Zoe is like, a huge Eagles fan. Oh, and today is and like today is day one game. for the Eagles, right? Yeah. And so she's like been stoked all week. I'm like, Zoe will watch the Eagles game and maybe I'll clean, you know? I'm there like, you oh, go. I'm going to clean my room tonight. <laughs> it's raining. Oh. Or like oh, cozying up with a book while yes. other people are watching football. Yes. Is, is ideal. It's so, so nice. It's I know. So I'm great. like, no one is going to talk to me <laughs> for like right? the four hours that the Eagles are playing. Exactly. Oh, what a dream. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> so, um, I-, I think just like as a side note for our listeners is we, re- yeah. <laughs> we recorded like two days ago. So our currently reading is, um, <laughs> minimal, <laughs> Min- minimal, <laughs> minimally different from, um, what we were currently reading when we recorded praise but um, yeah <laughs> i we both started books this morning though so mal what we book did, did you, so what did we, you start we this can morning? talk about yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah tell me what you started this morning um so i'm i'm doing a thing <laughs> i love when you do a thing oh my god if you say twilight i'm gonna scream <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm not oh. reading twilight it's okay so like you said we did just record the praise episode like maybe three days ago right and so I'm very much coming off of reading your dad will do and praise oh god I'm so excited. and I wanted to keep these good vibes going and sure. so I'm reading a book called charming your dad <laughs> by, um 
I want to say Sarah Blue, I think okay. is her name. Okay. It's about a witch who finds oh. a <laughs> My God, this is like the pinnacle of your current vibes. It's like a witchy book and it's also... Seducing your ex-boyfriend's Seducing dad. your ex-boyfriend's dad. <laughs> Except in this case, it is charming him because mm. she's a witch. And then sure. you like find out that the dad is a demon, actually. So like we're throwing that into the mix, <gasps> of too. Of course he is, right. I'm not like like you said, we just started our books this morning. So I don't know if I recommend it yet, but like sure. the vibes are there. <laughs> like it's it's giving what I wanted it to give. So that's my update. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Charming your dad. Charming your dad. That is like I this is my thing about the like genre of romance novels is there is literally any book that you can think of. It exists. You can find it. Yeah. Right. Right. You were like, <laughs> okay, so I've been vibing with the like dating the ex's dad. Right. But also it's I've time for spooky with season. Witches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that exists. Give me both. Give and me both. I found it. Okay. Well, I woke up this morning and I was like, I am so in the mood to read Pucking Around, mm, but mm-hmm. for the first time. Okay. I, I can't do that. Right. I've already read Pucking Around. So, so what did you do? Like, so <laughs> I'm just like scrolling through my e-reader in the app, you know, like what's happening mm-hmm. uh, in the hockey world. And I found a book called The Hat Trick. Okay. That is literally listed as for fans of Pucking Around. And I was um, like. I love when they do that. I I'm just too. like, thank you. I am Thank a you. fan. Of I am a fan around. of around. Yes, thank you. Um, and it is, I forget who it's written by. I can pull that up if you just give me a second. Bear with me. Maddie Danielle. <laughs> M-A-D-I Danielle. Okay. Is the author. Um, I like it so far. The thing I will say about it is, you know, when you read a book on your e-reader mall and you've mm-hmm. downloaded it from um, like KU. And yeah. You can just tell that it's self-published because the spacing of it is so weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm in right now. I'm like, mm, <laughs> yeah. <yep>. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Great. Nothing wrong with self-published. Oh, no. my God. I had a dream last night that I meant to tell you about. Okay. Which is that I had published a book. Amazing. And the author. Congratulations. Of- <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, the author of Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm-hmm. had sent me a message on Snapchat that was like, <laughs> I loved your book. And I spent the whole dream being like, eat, pray, love, loves my book. <laughs> I've peaked. <laughs> I've peaked. Pinnacle. That's amazing. Anyway. What a good dream. Wow, it just came back to me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm reading. The hat trick. I'll let you know how I feel about it. Yeah, please do. It, I thought of this when you were saying about pucking around have you read the sequel that came out yet to pucking around i haven't is that the one it's like other characters in that world yeah i think it's her best friend tess and And one of the other players yeah Um, um i haven't because i was a little salty that it wasn't also yeah a reverse harem but I'll, mm-hmm. prob- I'll probably read it eventually yeah it's one of those like I know I'll read it at some point but I wasn't like when I saw it came out I was just kind of like cool right I'll get to that later yeah I that's how know. I felt too that's how yeah I felt too. 
which kind of leads us directly into our question. I was going to say, that was unintentionally such a good segue. Such a good segue. (laughs) Um, So our question for this week is, um, what upcoming releases are we looking forward to? Um, Literally so many. (laughs) I know. I feel like the month of October is just like jam-packed with books that I want to Yeah. Okay. Tell me, give me a few. What are you looking forward to? Okay. Um, Couple off the top of my head. Mm Mm-hmm. The sequel to Icebreaker is coming out. (laughs) Wildfire. Okay. Can't wait. Okay. Also, the next book in the um what is that series called? With Mile High and the the Windy City series. Caught up. Yes. Yes. Caught up comes out in October. Okay, and it's single dad. Yes. Baseball player who I've been obsessed with. Then it because it's single dad and nanny, but the nanny is the coach's daughter. So it is like oh. all of my favorite tropes oh my in one. It's also a baseball romance, which like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, what else? Um, For anyone who's interested, the new Lore Olympus volume is coming out in October. And I'm so excited for that. That is true. I um, can't wait. You know what just came out the other day is the third... Um, book in the lucy score series yeah the here's the thing i still haven't read the second one i didn't like the second one i was not interested in the idea of the second one right now that the third one's out i think i'm more like okay let me just power through it so i can get to the like the new one yeah it kind of breaks our um our unsaid rule of books on the pod yeah which is we do not do cop books on the pod yeah um this is a thing i like just generally avoid in life (laughs) yeah Um, Um, which is why i had kind of no desire to pick that book up but it's like in a series i like and right i don't know yeah right i i did the thing which i do sometimes which is i just was like oh i liked the first one let me just download the second mm-hmm. one without doing any investigative research into what was <laughs> happening and then i found myself in the midst of a cop book and i was like damn it yeah um, and i didn't like it but on the note of small town the last book in the chestnut Springs series also comes out in october oh is it Bo's hopeless? book hopeless yeah, yeah Bo's book which i'm yep. so excited about Oh, me too. And um, this is like still a ways away, but the like next Eden's book. Yeah, I think that's Sable like Peak. I think December, it's December. Yeah. Which his is uh, like Mateo's book is the one I've been waiting for. Most looking forward to. I also still have not read Crimson River for the same reasons I still have not read uh, Things We Hide from the Light. Or yeah. Um, yeah. So that's another one. Like, I need to get to it by December, but. But it's not high on the priority list. No. Not high on the priority list. Um, on a totally different note, coming out, actually, I think this week, like, as we're recording it, I think it comes out in a couple of days, the new Sierra Simone book. <gasps> oh, my God. It's called Salt Kiss. I don't know much about it. I just know I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I will read anything that Sierra Simone writes yeah. until the end of time. Um, okay. You know what I cannot believe you haven't brought up yet is Better Hate Than Never by Chloe Lease comes out October 10th. I'm so excited. I'm so I can't excited. believe that wasn't the first thing out of my mouth. I can't either. I like 
I literally went into my app to check when the release date was because I was like, if Molly hasn't brought it up yet, it must still be a while away. No, I next month. actually like that's so embarrassing for me <laughs> that I didn't say that. I am so excited for so that book. So excited. Um, you know what book comes out in November is the second book in the like first wing series it's called fourth I, wing fourth wing thank you <laughs> see i don't even know i didn't read that book i do i i am so interested to read fourth wing i need to just yeah. do it i don't know why i'm putting it off maybe it's like a book that we should read for the pod i feel like we should because it's so popular I've been hesitant to read it too and I feel like we're so good at forcing ourselves to read stuff yeah (laughs) we have a way to force ourselves to read books yeah yeah I think I'm worried with all the hype that I'm gonna be let down by it yeah which like I have no reason for thinking that but yeah I I am interested in that um Allie Hazelwood's YA novel comes out yeah in November when does yeah. what when does bride wife or bride I think it's not till I want to say February. Okay. So strike that from the record. That's not yeah. upcoming. Looking to January, there's like a ton of new stuff then. Like the next Crescent City and the next Dark Olympus book by Katie Robert. Oh my god, Molly, I haven't told you something so important. What? Um <laughs> When I was in Maine, I bought the first Crescent City book, and I've been reading it. <laughs> how have you not told me this yet? I don't know. I have no idea how I haven't told you What this are yet. your thoughts? Are you liking it? Um, I'm very early still in the book, mm-hmm. and I am liking it. You are just, like, dropped so immediately yeah. into the world that I'm, like, having a hard time keeping up with what's happening. Um, the world building is way more intense than... Akatar, because mm-hmm. Akatar, you're kind of dropped in, but it's so easy to pick it up. Where this one, it's you're so like, similar to our, yeah, right. Like right. this one, you're just kind of like, hold on, who's that? What's happening? In right in Akatar, like Feyre kind of acts like us, like she mm-hmm. is in the real world, quote unquote, that we're used right. to, and then she enters the like world of the Fey, and like we mm-hmm. learn with her. But in this one, it is like you're just. <laughs> dropped yeah. into a shop and I'm like okay I'm in a shop now <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's a werewolf there's at the door. a werewolf <laughs> at the door exactly um anyway I can't I have been like waiting to tell you I can't believe oh, I didn't tell you I'm so excited I I can't wait to talk to you about it more when you're done with it I'm excited I need to read the second one I've been so scared to pick it up because all I know is that it ends on like a massive cliffhanger and the next one doesn't come out until January then and so I'm just kind of like ooh, ah. do I want to do that to myself <laughs> yeah it might be a wait until the third one is out yeah situation yeah yeah we'll see see if the mood strikes but that's so exciting <laughs> yeah yeah I can't believe I forgot to tell you and Zoe got the first book in the throne of glass series oh fun so i think she's gonna read that that's so, fun anyway that's my sarah j mass <laughs> update my my <laughs> update for you amazing 
on a totally random note, another mm-hmm. new release I'm really excited about. The next uh, Heartstopper volume comes out in <gasps> December. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I love Heartstopper with my whole heart. <laughs> Just absolutely can't wait for that. I have been loving the show. Um, I haven't read the books, but it's so cute. Oh, I'm trying to see see if there are any other books that mm-hmm. I am waiting to come out. I mean, there are so many books coming out in 2024 that I'm so excited about. Yeah. Like, I mean, we got The Last Bergman Brothers, oh my the God. sequel I, to The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. I actually can't talk to you about The Bergman Brothers book. That's no. Funny. I can't. We can't talk about it until it comes out. I am, like... My anxiety is so spiked about it. I'm so excited for it. So excited. We're also getting a new Tara DeWitt next year. I know. And a new Emily Henry. Oh, my God. What's the new Emily Henry called? It's called, like... Funny Story. Funny Story. Yeah. Um, Side note. Upcoming release in October is the sixth book in the Salacious Players Club. Oh, really? Yeah, Madam. It comes out in October, and it's about... um, Madam Kink? Madam Kink. I was like, it's not Madam Naked. That's not her name. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that was her name. (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) Have you read any of the books that are written by um, Jasmine Gilroy and Kiki Palmer? No. I get ads for them all the time on my like app Mm -hmm. and I really want to read one and see what they're all about because I love both Kiki Palmer and Jasmine Gillard. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll investigate. On a different note, I cannot believe we haven't mentioned this. Um, Iris Kelly doesn't date comes out in October. What? How did we not talk about that yet? I didn't know it came out in October. It comes out in October. (sighs) I'm so excited. I'm like having heart palpitations over here oh my god my cousin okay so Devin famously my cousin who submitted the best anatomy class submission (laughs) of all time we love Devin Devin. um she texted me this morning because she had finally listened to that the end of that episode and she said like best anatomy class ever (laughs) and I was like thank you so much right (laughs) she was like thank you so much and then um she told me that she is on a long drive today and she's listening to Del- Delilah Green doesn't care. And I was Amazing. just like weeping. I was like, this is such good news. I want everyone <laughs> to read Delilah Green doesn't care. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh. Okay. I think it's time <laughs> I, to stop stalling. I was going to say it's getting to the point where we are actively stalling. Stalling. Yeah. I think we should just do it. Um, Let's talk about him by Serena Bowen and L. Kennedy. So I think before we start, something that I would like to say is, you know, no hate to anyone, but I hated this book. (laughs) I hate this book so much. With such a passion. Yeah. As always, like to each their own. Yes. And like... We never shame anyone for what they like. Nope. Especially, this is a very popular book. Incredibly popular. We both happen to hate it. Like, capital H. <laughs> like, hate this book. 
Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to start us so off with the synopsis? I would be happy to do the synopsis. So, um, the this book follows um, two men, one whose name is Jamie, and mm-hmm. one whose name is um, Ryan Wesley. Two first names. He goes by both of them, which is yeah. complicated. Um, so confusing. Yeah. His name is Wes. <laughs> I, think. I did think there were two different characters named Ryan and Wes for, for a mi- a the first couple minute. chapters. Yeah, it took it took a bit. It took a bit. So Jamie and Wes were um, like have been friends since they were 13. They were like best friends at summer camp, basically. And the summer camp was a like elite hockey camp. And they have this like they're like last night at camp together. Um they do this like shootout and Wes kind of dares Jamie to give him a blowjob if he loses, which results in them having this like kind of coerced and um, weird sexual experience together. And then um, they don't speak for four years. Wes comes out as gay, um, but not to everyone, I guess, just to mm-hmm. um it's like, like kind of hockey on team. the down low. It's kind of on the down yeah. low. Um, and he and Jamie reconnect um, at a like hockey game. Yeah, I think it's like the Frozen Ford tournament, tournament or something. And um, then they go on to go back to work at that summer camp for the summer. And they kind of reconnect and rekindle and start to sleep together. Um and Jamie, I guess, works through his bisexuality, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is being generous, I think, with the plot. Um, and he and Wes end up, up together after some trials and tribulations. Yeah. There's also a box. I think this is important to to share. They like send this box back, this like cigar box back and forth to each mm-hmm. other with like gag gifts in it. Um that ends up being like pretty prominent to the story. Yeah. What I miss, Maul, anything? I think that's enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um yeah. yeah. I mean, we kind yeah. of hit our initial thoughts already a little bit, but <sighs> Yeah. I hated this book <gasps> so oh! much. Molly hated this book so much she's singing. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I, I mean, feel slightly uncomfortable <laughs> because sure. this book's so popular. It's interesting. I do think this is our first, like, foyer into, like, a very popular book that we do not like. Yeah. I think um, our only instances of not liking books so far has been, like, books we pick for like a silly goofy time right where this this has the girlies on tiktok in a little bit of a chokehold and like again like i don't want this to come across as like shaming or judgment but i actually don't understand how the rating for this book is so so high high. i agree on storygraph this has over four stars right which is just wild to me (sighs) i know and i I think the thing, I don't know. There are like so many layers of what I didn't like about this book. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that what where we should start is with that review that you were telling me about. I think you should talk about yeah. that because I think that's a good like foundation laying. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we should say first of all, so this book is like this is an MM romance written by two women. Right. I don't want to make assumptions about their sexuality. Right. But like as far as I know they are straight women. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like that might not be the case, uh, right? But right. and we don't want to make any assumptions about like how they identify, right? Um, but I do think it's important to note that like this book is about a gay man and a bisexual man, right? And it is written by people that do not identify have that experience, have that experience, yeah. which is fine. A lot of people right. write books about experiences that they don't have, but I do think. There's a level of care and gentleness and like thoughtfulness that needs to go into writing a book about an experience that you don't have right. that felt like it was not present in this book. Yes, Co- uh, completely agree. Okay. Um. So I finished this book yesterday and spent a significant amount of time scrolling through reviews because I was... A little confused I'll be honest and I was kind of scrolling through like we had talked about it briefly I knew Mm -hmm. we picked up on the same things but I was like are other people talking about this like I don't know and I was scrolling through and I came across this review where a person wrote in their review like as a gay man reading this book and writing this review Mm -hmm. the sex scenes in this book read like what a heterosexual woman would want an MM sex scene to look like. Right. And then proceeded to say that they didn't feel like they were the target audience for this book. And I was like, okay. Like, I feel like that is something to talk about. Right. There was another review kind of like along similar lines that said like, this is an MM romance written in the review they wrote written by heterosexual women for heterosexual women and I was like okay yeah like that is for sure 100% the vibe of this book yeah and I again this is in no way like attacking if somebody liked this book but I think that is where the high rating of this book comes Comes from from. is largely straight women yes reading this book yes agree and like I think the place I really too would like to start here Mal is like with the misogyny of this book Mm -hmm. because it was so startling to me like there there is like a a one woman that's really like involved in this book Holly Mm -hmm. and um she's Jamie's like I guess fuck buddy for lack of a better word in the beginning of the book and then they kind of like bleed into being friends but (laughs) like there is so much misogyny in this book in a way that I'm like it's so jarring and not for nothing these two men do not need to be thinking about shitting on women while they are together it actually has nothing to do with them being together but it's like at every turn they're saying things like 
like one moment in particular that stands out to me when I think about this. And I flagged so many parts mm-hmm. of this book. And I was like, red flag, misogyny, red flag, red flag. Yeah. But there's this one part where, um, <laughs> and we'll get into the homophobia and the biphobia next. Yeah. But there's this one part where Wes is like, he's feeling very sensitive about the idea that like Jamie is bisexual. And so this like quote unquote pool of people that Jamie can be interested in is like broader. Mm -hmm. And he's feeling very insecure about the idea of Jamie, like choosing to be with a woman one day as opposed to being with him. Right. And he's trying to talk Jamie into like being quote unquote gay or like being in a gay relationship yeah, and I know exactly what part you're talking about now. Yeah. Yes. And he's saying, like, um, and I say gay relationship because that's how it's, like, framed in the book, not yeah. because that is how I define Especially in, like, Wes's point of view. Especially that, in Wes's yeah. POV. But anyway, he's, like, trying to convince Jamie. And the what the way he goes about it is being, like, imagine this. Like, you wake up in the morning and you, like, have a bunch of sex with your partner and then you can watch sports together and I'm not gonna bug you to go to the mall with me. Yeah. And it's, like, all of this shit about, like, women being nags that I'm, like, mm-hmm. why the fuck is this involved? Like... And, like, <laughs> stuff too, like... Yeah. The first time they hook up, like, as adults when they're back at this camp... Right. They, like, don't talk... It's, like... It happens, they go to bed, and then the next morning, Jamie is, like, kind of visibly freaking out about what just happened. Right. And he said, or he thinks something of, like, I bet Wes expects me to go all chick on him and, like, want to talk about my feelings. Yes. I'm like, you should talk about your feelings. Like, that's, why are we degrading women for the sake of talking about emotions? Like, right. Right. And it's like, it's so baked into the language everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, I don't know this like assumption that two men in a relationship with each other are like not talking about their feelings Mm -hmm. or like not engaging in a relationship of that level that the only thing that they would want to do together is have sex is homophobic. Yeah. In its own right. Like, right. it just, yeah. On this note, like, there's also, because a majority of this book takes place of them, like, being coaches at this summer camp mm-hmm. with, I don't know if they ever say outright. I think it's, like, middle schoolers. Yeah. It's I like think. Middle and high schoolers. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And, like, the casual misogyny in talking yes. to these middle schoolers, too, of, like, the amount of times they'd be rounding up a group of kids of, like, all right, ladies, ladies. let's go. Or, like. Quit being yeah. a bunch of pussies. Let's go. Yes. Like, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like, first of all, these are children you're talking to, right? Second of all, like, what? Like, oh, yeah. It was like flagrant, it and it was all heated. over the place. Yeah, and I just was like, like, you don't need to involve us. So why are you? Like, why right. is everything? about this relationship between two people about the juxtaposition of women like why is it about right. like which I would understand if Wes is like no I'm sorry not Wes if Jamie's storyline is like f- rich and full and him fleshing out his sexuality I would understand if he's like only had experiences with women and now he's like I'm 
coming into my bisexuality and like there's natural comparison that happens but right. that is not what was happening in this no book. it was like degrading women at every turn just for the sake of doing it as if right. that's the only thing that men are capable of doing especially to queer men in a relationship it's like the only thing that they do really is right. degrade women and especially to your point from earlier of like there's really only one female character in this book yeah like it's a romance between two men and it is largely set at a summer camp where there are only men right. present. Right. Why are you spending so much time thinking and talking about and degrading women? women. When there are literally no women None. in this book. Exactly. exactly. I'm like, like we actually had no place in this book. <laughs> Why is the sexism so present? Like, right. We're it, like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not that yeah. it would make it better if women no. were present, but it is like, why are we on your mind so much? Right. Like, I think it makes it even more jarring because it's like mm-hmm. you are honestly in every situation, like you are just talking about women at large. <laughs> like, right. just like, like, not that it would be better if they're talking about like a specific woman, but I'm just like, it makes it even more right jarring right because there are no women in this book which okay so a huge part of this book that's really stood out strongly to me and again I don't want to make any assumptions about the authors I do not know them I do not know like their Mm -hmm. life experiences I I don't know anything about them but this book the heteronormativity that is like woven through every layer of this book Mm -hmm. and the sequel I read part of the sequel is so like blatant to me in that it indicates to me that it was written by someone that is not queer Mm -hmm. I don't know not to always bring everything back to Delilah Green doesn't care but like in that (laughs) book you can you can tell so strongly that that book is written by someone with very real queer life experience and they honor that in the book by making their characters like like I I think part of the reason I love that book so much is like I felt like I know Delilah or like I mm-hmm. am a Delilah you know like I'm like those are people that are in my life like that is how queer people navigate the world it, right it felt reflected in that this did not feel like a reflection at least for me and I mean I'm mm-hmm. obviously not a gay man or a bisexual man I'm <laughs> neither of those things but I, I didn't feel any reflection of like my queer experience yeah at all um and I'm not saying that every like queer book I read has to reflect my exact experience I just mean like I didn't feel like I saw anyone that I know reflected in this book and I yeah like I just think there's a level of like care that needs to go into I think there's a larger conversation to be had about Mm -hmm. who kind of has I don't know who can write certain stories yeah. When they maybe don't belong to you. Like, yeah. And I think that's maybe a larger conversation. But like. Well, and it's a complicated one. It is. It yeah. is. But like, at the very least, if you are writing an experience that is not your own, you need to make sure you're putting in the care and like the work and the research to make sure that it is an accurate representation. Yeah. You can't just like throw a queer person in your book and say this is a queer romance and not like 
I don't know, right. not take care in all these other like areas of how you're flushing out that relationship, if that makes sense. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. <sighs> yeah, it's complicated. It's like, and I'm, I've been tossing and turning about how to say this like on the mic, <laughs> honestly, because I <laughs> on the record, on the record, because I don't I don't want to offend anyone, obviously, mm-hmm. ever when I say anything. But like in my experience as like a I don't think I've ever like <laughs> I think I've always referred to myself on the pod as queer. I don't think I've ever been like I'm a lesbian, LOL, you know, but <laughs> um. I just feel like people get that from context clues. But Mm -hmm. for me, it's like um, I have had a lot of experiences and I have a lot of gay men in my life that I love dearly. And I have had a lot of experiences with gay men that can be frustrating in that like often gay men don't have to think about women. Mm. And so they don't. And like women's experiences, which is. It, it is what it is it's fine mm-hmm. um but I think that's what was so jarring to me about this book is I was like not only are you actively thinking about women you are like actively misogynistic against women yeah. for seemingly no reason mm-hmm. that's the end of my thought yeah like I don't know I don't know what else to say about this oh. it just <laughs> oh, yeah it I I just couldn't stand it. Like it was, mm-hmm. yeah. Can we? Yeah. I couldn't stand it either. Oh, the weight. Yeah, there was yeah. like so many fat phobic comments in this book. Yeah, too. yeah. There was one in. I think it was literally within the first like twenty pages of the book, mm-hmm. and I had a moment of like, nope. I'm not gonna lie. If we weren't reading it on the pod, I think I would have stopped. Uh, like probably already at this point he who are i think it's wes Mm -hmm. i think it's wes he's like in a bar with his friends and some guy is like hitting on him and in his head his thought is he's skinnier than i typically like but he's not anorexic thin right and i literally was like i'm sorry the fuck did you just say like yeah that's so insensitive on yeah. so many different levels. Yes. yes. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg in like the random fat phobic comments. Right. Throughout this book. Um, no. Yeah. There is another moment that really stood out to me, which is like um, Wes and Jamie wake up one morning at camp and Jamie doesn't want to go for a run. Mm-hmm. And Wes is like, you're going to get fat. Yeah. He's like, oh, so you want to get fat? And then I think Jamie gets up and they go for a run. And I read that and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. And I get like, it's the same as the machine. Like, for what? Like, literally, for what? Why do those comments have no business? No, it doesn't. It it doesn't add anything to the story. No. And it like. (sighs) Okay. It plays into this, like, stereotype, I think, about, like, because it, it's always Wes, right? And Wes mm-hmm. has is gay. That's how he identifies. And it plays into this, I think, like, stereotype about how um, gay men are, like, very focused on their appearance. Mm-hmm. 
like there's something about that and I I I can't even in my brain drill down into the specifics but there's something like a little nefarious about that I think that he's like so obsessed with like his body size I don't know I just was like yeah (sighs) I didn't like it no I I hated it it also like I mean all of this and I know we have more to say still too but like all of this made the main character so unlikable for me yeah to, like I don't know like the way you think right. about women and like right. the comments you make about people's bodies and like I was just like I just like I can't root for you I feel like I don't know yeah. maybe that sounds terrible I just I don't no, know it and it just feels like really out of place in like the romance world like Mm -hmm. we're not talking about like morally great characters like even morally great characters are often not saying shit like that right books and it just felt like really jarring yeah um like this should be like a fluffy contemporary hockey romance right and other parts of it that felt really jarring to me too were like the moments of homophobia mm-hmm. in this book like there's so many there's so much of the f word being thrown around mm-hmm. and there's so many of these like um it's like okay a lot of queer books romance books take place in um a world that is different from the one that we live in do you know what i mean like they mm-hmm. take place in a world where there isn't homophobia or like it's not part of the story you know mm-hmm. it like it's a little bit like the Shit's Creek effect, you know, like it's yeah. a world where there is no homophobia and just like what blossoms from that, which personally is what I reach for a queer romance to find, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not that interested in and this is I mean, just one woman's opinion, but I'm not that interested in a book where there's like rampant homophobia in it. Yeah. And it, and that's another way like to that m- one person's review, like that's another way it felt like this book wasn't for queer people is how Mm -hmm. blatant and like harmful and painful the homophobia is in this book and more so in the second and I was like it it feels like a little bit like these books are like voyeuristic in some way of like Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. assuming what that experience is like I don't know. I don't know, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I, I don't got know. a lot of thoughts and none of them are good. <laughs> no, and I, I feel a little bit like I can't even form a coherent thought about it because I'm like, it was really hard to read these books. I had a mm-hmm. really hard time. I was reading the second book yesterday and... You're so brave for reading <laughs> the second one. I had already purchased it, so I was like, I might as well. Um, I did too and I still didn't read it. Yeah, well, I wanted to, have, like, I I left the first book being a little bit, like, I don't know what the fuck to say about that. Right. So I was, like, let me Kind of, like, second. I need more to, like, flush out my thoughts. Yeah, but I got to a point when I was reading the second book, which is, um, it takes place, like, right after the first one, um, and Jamie and Wes are living together in Toronto, but um, Wes isn't out, and he's, like, having an excellent rookie season, and so Jamie is, has to hide basically in Toronto Mm -hmm. and hide their, they live together. I have to hide their relationship. Doesn't the first book end with him coming out to like his coaches and yes. Teammates doesn't come out to his teammates. 
Oh, so it's okay. So just it's comes like out just to the came HR out to person. His coaches. Okay, got it. He just comes out to the PR person, and so like no right. one on okay. his team knows. I think I finished that assuming that meant like he was just gonna be like out to his okay. team. Okay, same. Oh, same. So you go into the second book and you're like, <laughs> what? What? And the whole book is like Jamie feeling like horrible. Yeah. Like, and that experience of like having to be closeted, like, because like the where your partner is, whatever, like having to portray to the world that you're just roommates or just childhood mm-hmm. friends like there's this scene where they run into each other at a bar um they're both out with like their co-workers and no one knows that they're together and so they have to pretend like they're just childhood friends who have bumped into each other mm. and it's like I I just got to a point where I was so upset while I was reading and I was like talking to Zoe about it. And Zoe was like, I think you should stop because it seems like you're just hurting your own feelings by reading these books. And I was like, I am. And it it is such a painful experience to be written about so flippantly, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, And I don't know, maybe it's just me like maybe there are other queer people that feel really seen by that and want to read it but I was like I don't want to have to read about that like I have really painful relationships in my life where they don't acknowledge my partner and it's like not something I want to be thinking about Mm -hmm. when I'm reading a romance novel you know right yeah I I don't know like you said like maybe there are people who would want to read that and like feel yeah. seen by that but I think at least coming back on like I know we've talked before about like content warnings and stuff mm-hmm. like that like there's a lot of very like casual homophobia and like yeah triggers in these books mm-hmm. that like at the very least you should be letting your readers know if you like you're trying to portray a certain experience Right. Like, well, it, it, it's interesting. Like when, when often, so often, so often in romance novels, um, when you read about a character that's been assaulted, Mm -hmm. right. You don't read the details normally. Right. Um, more often than not, it's like fade to black or it's after Mm -hmm. the book takes place after whatever. You don't always read like the, minutia details of it mm. because that's we all I think kind of collectively agree that that's like too painful for right us to read and that's kind of how I was feeling in some moments of these books like I don't really need to have the details of some of this like horrific homophobia that these two people experience I don't know if yeah. I, I I don't well, like yeah and, yeah because like everyone has their own experiences but there is part of me that feels like who would want to read that right and I and again it it for me was like another signal that this book was written for people who don't have that experience yeah which like sure but also I'm like do you as straight people who don't have that experience like enjoy reading that I don't I don't think any of us would I don't yeah yeah. like I 
I don't know. I can't think of why that would be something you would want to read. Right. I don't know. Something that really bothered me with this, too, you had, I think you mentioned already that, like, the F word is thrown around a lot. So much. In this book. And I have, like, two thoughts about this. Because the first is, the thing that really bothered me is, like, it's used so often in this book and often in a way for like one of the main characters to kind of have this moment of like you can't say that type thing right which just frustrates me so much because I'm like you as an author can't say that like it felt like because this is a queer romance the author's almost took certain liberties that like they wouldn't have taken if this was a a heterosexual romance like right I don't know I don't think you would you know put that kind of degrading language in a book between like a man and a woman and have the man have that kind of response of like you can't say that like you still wouldn't take those liberties right which really bothered me and then I was thinking about it too because in the book um, Everything for You by Chloe Lee, which is part mm-hmm. of the Berkman Brothers series, there's a scene in that book that is also an MM romance. Um, it's a soccer romance. They're like on the same team. And there's a scene in that book where you assume that that word has been used against Oliver on the field by like a rival right. player. Right. But Chloe Lee doesn't actually say it right like the book is just very much focused on like Oliver's response and the team's response and like the way the team rallies around him in that right she also includes a trigger warning at the beginning of the book for that scene right where like in this book it's just so casual right and again for what like right there's just absolutely no reason for it it ramps up in the second book too because one of jamie's colleagues uses it a lot Mm. to describe like other teams and players Mm -hmm. again like using that word to describe children Um, yeah and yeah i mean it's complicated too like there's for sure a, a reclamation of that word in queer communities specifically like gay men communities Mm -hmm. um and it's still not it's not even it's not my place to use it it's not like right definitely not the place of these authors to just like insert it into the book Mm -hmm. and it like (sighs) i don't know i just felt like all of the homophobia was really cavalier in this book in a way that like i think it was supposed to serve as like this challenge for them to overcome but it is like especially in the world that we live in right now like such which I think is an important thing to note like us came out in 2016 so him must have come out I think it was 2015 I checked 2015 yeah so like I do think that's it I mean not that long ago obviously but Mm -hmm. like things have definitely shifted um yeah since then but in the world we live in now it's like that and even the world we lived in then like 
things are too painful mm-hmm. right now for this to like us to be able to be cavalier about like really horrific moments of homophobia. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was just like, no, like, it. <laughs> okay. You know what? Have you read for the fans? Not yet. It is on my list because you, you recommended it to me. And it's so, such a good time. I mean, first and foremost, <laughs> just a blast all the way through. But there and there is like a touch of homophobia in that book, just in the sense like it is hard to write a book about queer people that doesn't reflect the harsh reality of the world that we live mm-hmm. in. Right. It, it's hard and like not always necessary to like set a queer couple in like a fantasy land where nothing bad happens I understand but like that book handles it so delicately I found at least upon like reflecting on it in the sense that it's like um something that they're working through within themselves Mm -hmm. more than it's like an external oppressive force against them yeah. Which I think for me at least more accurately reflects my experience. It's like of course the world is like an oppressive force against queer people, mm-hmm. but like the harder thing for me when I was coming out at least was like also realizing that a lot of that homophobia existed inside of my body and my brain mm-hmm. just because of the world that we live in and I had to uproot it. And I just think that that's a more interesting story to tell yeah then these like two friends who seemingly jump into bed together Mm -hmm. one of whom has like is coming into his bisexuality through this experience but they never really talk about that or think about it in their brains they're just like yep doing this now and and the world is putting these like harsh views on us yeah and it's like I don't know. I don't know if what I'm saying is making any sense. No, it, you're making perfect sense. Okay. It just felt like gratuitous, I guess. Yeah. Like, the, it, it, and it felt like it was just trying to push the plot forward. And it felt like there was no rhyme or reason. Just like with the misogyny and just like with the like weird comments about bodies and weight. I was like, what point are you trying to make with this? Yeah. Besides the fact that, like, you obviously haven't <laughs> thought through these things. I don't know. Right. I, uh, I don't know, Molly. I did not like this The whole thing just book. left, like, a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I also think there's, like, within this, there's a whole issue, too, of, like, the biphobia towards Jamie yeah. in this book mm-hmm. that comes, like, almost exclusively from Wes. Yeah. And that is never addressed. No. Like no. I don't know. I'm curious if that comes up at all in the second book. Um I didn't get that far in. So I'm sure. But like yeah, like I just I don't know. There's one scene where like I don't remember what the conversation is, but like he quote unquote says he's like calling Jamie out for still being attracted to women. Right. And he very much views it as like a, 
either you like women or you or like, you like me. me like yeah. there's no yeah like it it's one or the other it's yes. like very binary and I, yeah and again like we don't talk about it like no i don't know no and there's a scene too which i think is also super biphobic in the beginning where um wes is talking about who he typically sleeps with mm-hmm. and he t- he says i'm pretty sure the direct quote is like i have sex with a lot of straight dudes because i can't like when i have sex with gay dudes they want too much from me mm-hmm. which is like both homophobic against right. other gay men and i i find it to be like a biphobic against seemingly bisexual men who like right. he's referring to as straight dudes mm-hmm. which i'm like not to say that someone can't be straight and have had a sexual experience with a same-sex partner of course you can like mm-hmm. it is identity is what you feel defines you but seemingly some of those dudes are probably bi you know like right it just felt and that thought just like doesn't even cross his mind no he i don't think at a single point in this book i don't think that wes ever uses the word bisexual no i don't think he does i think jamie does a few times in his brain but wes never uses the word bisexual yeah and I think at the end of the book, when Jamie comes out to his family, he says, I'm bisexual. Yeah. But like, does. Wes never says that. He doesn't also, acknowledge it. It doesn't come up. They don't talk about it. It's tied up in all of this. But like the amount of times that Wes says, like, Jamie's like going gay, quote unquote. Yeah. Like, he'll be like, oh, like when you go gay, you like blah, blah, blah. Right. Which like, again, it's just another example of all of like. Right. The homophobia and biphobia in this book. But like, no, he never acknowledges that Jamie's bisexual. Right. I don't know. In Jamie's point of view, Jamie is very clear about being bisexual. Like, a lot of this book is focused on Jamie kind of figuring out his sexuality. But like, when he figures it out, he is very clear about the fact that he is bisexual. But it's also not even... Yeah, I mean, I guess there are a few scenes where he's like watching porn and he's like Mm -hmm. i like the girls i like the boys but uh, like there wasn't (sighs) i don't know i just wanted them to have like even a single conversation about jamie's newfound sexuality or like jamie's like journey and they just never did they never talked about it uh here's the thing they don't really talk about anything anything in this whole no. book Mm-mm. they sure don't there's not a single like serious conversation between the in two this of book them. until maybe the last like i don't know 15 pages right and even that is not much i know and like the trope of like loving someone since you were a teenager and then like finally getting to be with them i don't know what that trope is called if it is a trope at all. But like. I, don't know, I guess just like. Childhood pining, best friends. Childhood. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Like I love that trope. Mm-hmm. I love books that are like. You know. Like we have been friends since we were seven. And now we're in love. Like. Right. I love those books. And I felt so sad. And robbed of the experience of. Like even them talking about that. 
Yeah. Like it, they don't get to have like a serious moment where Wes is like, I have loved you since I was seven and Jamie to be like same or right. whatever. Like it, they don't have a nice conversation about it. Jamie, I, I mean, Wes, I think mentions it like maybe once. Yeah. But they kind of joke it off. Like it's not, I was just like. Cause, yeah. Jamie <gasps> says, I love you first. Right. And Wes is basically just like, yeah, same. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of it. I also didn't love on that note, too, of like they were childhood camp friends and then Mm -hmm. didn't talk all through college. Right. And the second they like reunite, Wes is very much in his head already. Just like I've always been in love with him. Like I'm still in love with him where I I don't know. That also bothered me, too, because I'm like talk to each other because you are different people than when you last saw each other saw each other and like I think we just kind of assume there's like this love that's always been there between them but I don't feel like we got to watch it grow between them at all like we don't even get like flashbacks to when they were kids or something like it's just like you just kind of are supposed to exist with the assumption that they love each other and just haven't talked about it yet right and we don't do anything to like right. get us there. I don't know. Like I I put this book down and I genuinely was like, huh. <laughs> like what am I gonna say about it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was upsetting to read. It and was like, very upsetting. Okay. Here's something. I also think like Okay, Wes's behavior in the beginning of this book. Wes's behavior pretty much the whole time. But in the beginning of the book, I Wes. I can't stand Wes. <laughs> I know. Th- Wes doing the following three things mm-hmm. drove me bananas. Wes, like, <laughs> Wes, like, go- finding Jamie's hotel room. Mm-hmm. A little bit weird, but I was like, well, whatever. They're in the same hotel. But then Wes, like, calling the camp because he find out that he finds out that yeah. Jamie works there and then Wes showing up to be as his roommate as his roommate on top of the fact that Wes has already coerced Jamie into a sexual experience with mm-hmm. him when they were teenagers I was like these are red flag behaviors yes yeah. if this man showed up to camp and was like I'm back baby I'd be like are you're stalking me now right like this <laughs> is stalking behavior. yeah also on the first one showed up at his hotel room which is weird in and of itself, and then was mad that Jamie was inside hooking up with Holly. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, you haven't spoken to him in four years, and you showed up unannounced at his hotel room. You have absolutely zero claims to, like, what is happening in that room right now. Right. Like, I'm sorry, you do not get to be upset about that. Oh, my God. Uh, Another, like huge chunk of the misogyny in this book is about like Wes's friend that we never really meet is like never on screen. Wes just has a few phone conversations with him. Oh, and yeah. And his like crazy as shit girlfriend. I honestly think quote I unquote that whole part out. Oh my God. Because, yeah. Until you said it just now, I had completely like... Oh, I... Hold on. Pushed that sure. part out of my brain. I want to go through all of... Um, I I literally made notes in my e-reader. Oh, please about share. About this book. I have five. Are you ready? Yes. 
Okay. The first is, here we go. It's the first moment I, I flagged this as, and I said, absolute red flag. It's the first moment of misogyny. I want to be so clear. We are 1% into the book. It is page four. And in Wes's brain, he goes, not getting involved in the man's relationship just because Emily happens to be the clingiest, bitchiest, craziest chick I've ever met doesn't give me the right to interfere. I said, clingiest, bitchiest, craziest is rough. That's rough. (laughs) Okay. Ready for my second note? Yes. I just wrote all caps misogyny on this one. <laughs> oh, it's what you said. He's silent for a beat. I can tell he expected me to go all chick on him and demand mm-hmm. we talk about last night. Also, I can also tell he's relieved I decided to choose the dude route and ignore it. No. Um, Get out of here with that. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> miss me with that. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is the direct quote of what I was talking about. Are you ready? Wes says there are benefits and um, Jamie says Mm -hmm. yeah hit me what's the what's good about going gay which is tough Mm -mm. and Wes says well dicks obviously and then he says okay now picture this you wake up on a weekend beside your really hot boyfriend and fuck like horny hedgehogs for a couple hours then you spend the rest of the day watching sports on TV and nobody ever says honey you said we could go to the mall. And then Jamie says, and I guess you can leave the toilet seat up, right? I hate Wes so much. Yeah. And here's one more. The parents will don't nag you for grandchildren. Um, so something that happens, I think it's in, I think it's in this, the sequel mm-hmm. is they like do go to the mall and Jamie like, or Wes makes like a callback joke about this. Like I thought it wouldn't have to go to the mall. And it's like, like, you guys need stuff. Like, sometimes you have to go to the grocery store. I don't understand. Like, Like, guess what? Sometimes my husband asks me to go to the mall. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. I'm like, Like, (laughs) it's it's just like. People need things sometimes. Right. And it's this belief that, like, inherently it is, like, the woman's role in a relationship to, like, be in charge of what we stuff we need. And, like, right. that it's she will be naggy and annoying about asking. Whereas, yeah. like, two people that are in a relationship and living together, like, sometimes have to go to the store and talk about what they need. Right. Like, it just is. Like, that is just life is an of adult. life right it's just like, like i don't know like sometimes i need a new light bulb and i have to go to the store right and yeah it's just god this book is so frustrating it, and people like it so much and that really upsets me this book is so popular and so many people like it right and i i do think some of the sex scenes were hot like i don't mm-hmm. think that that was untrue um but I think that that review that you read at the beginning just like really zeroed in on a thing I think I felt while I was reading it mm-hmm. and in that like it it was written for a certain audience and that audience is not queer people. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I think that is spot on. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm... I'm feeling the same way I've 
I felt when we talked about Colleen Hoover a few episodes ago. Yeah. And that I'm nervous we're going to make some people angry, but, um, yeah, you know, such is life. I mean, I think we have discussed this before, though, of, like, we are just two people who right. have opinions. And, like, right. this happens to be our shared opinion about this mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Right. And I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Like, I, Zoe and I talked about this for a long time because I was feeling like I couldn't stop reading us. Mm. And I couldn't figure out what that was and Zoe was like I'm sure if you say to Molly like I'm not gonna finish she'll be like please don't yeah um I think I already told you I wasn't reading you had (laughs) and I was like no no, I'm not worried about like disappointing Molly by not finishing the book like that's not Mm -hmm. what's motivating me to read it I think it genuinely is like okay this might be too deep but like I think there's, like, a layer of self-harm that I was, like, interacting with while reading Mm. this book. Do you know what I mean? I was, Mm -hmm. like, this is actively upsetting me, and I like that it's upsetting me. Mm. Maybe not like is the right word, but it's, like, I have the – this is a habit I can fall into with reading, which – is why people are like, reading is good for you. I'm like, not always. Because, right. like, you can, I personally can fall into this habit of, like, reading things with the express purpose of hurting my own feelings. Mm. And it's like, that is not what this is for. Yeah. It's not what reading is for. It's not, like, it's not what this book is for. Mm-hmm. It's not what this pod is for. It's not what this pod is for. And I just don't need to do that. It's like a bad coping mechanism. Mm. Um, But then as soon as I like kind of had that connection in my brain, I was like, oh, I can stop. And I'm going to stop now. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's probably good. (laughs) Yes. I think I would. I would. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to read things that are hurting or upsetting. Yeah. Right. This one uh, was a swing and a miss. <laughs> swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. And yeah. it's so disappointing because I went into this being like, fuck yeah, this is going to be fun. I was so excited for this book. Like, yeah. you tell me childhood best friends to lovers and like hockey. Hockey. I was like, like sign me up. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be the best thing I've ever read. And I could barely get through it. Have you seen that clip? It's on like TikTok. It's been going around TikTok and it's like, it's always captioned like maybe I've read too many hockey romances or like, how do you guys not kiss after this? And it's like a live footage from a hockey game of one hockey player like pushing another up against the glass (laughs) and making like very sensual eye contact. (laughs) I have not seen this, but (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And people are like, people joke about how i mean there's a whole <laughs> now thing, kiss <laughs> right now kiss there's a whole thing with like book talk and book talk about hockey and like actual right. hockey players happening in the world mm-hmm. right now which i think is a little bit funny but um <laughs> like that is the energy i wanted this book to be like right. two hockey players like kind of wrestling on the ice <laughs> <laughs> and like oh <laughs> gosh (laughs) you know but instead we got like so much bullshit for no reason yeah 
Yeah, this book could have been so good. So good. And like, ah, oh, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, like, unrelated to all of the very serious problems of this book. <laughs> One thing that was driving me bonkers is the way that they used Skype as like a verb in this book. <laughs> I was like, we don't Skype anymore. <laughs> so, no Skype? one uses Skype. What do you mean you're Skyping? I was like, we don't Skype. We've been Skype since like 2013. Um, that was driving me bonkers. I was like, we for sure had FaceTime in 2015, didn't we? Did we not? I don't know. No, we definitely did. Right. I was like... Why the fuck are they Skyping or talking about Skype? Oh, my God. Did Skype, like, <laughs> product placement this book? Like, is that what's happening? Probably. It was, yeah, it was blowing my mind. <laughs> it's like, come on. <sighs> I don't know if I have anything left to say. Yeah, I feel a little wrung out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing left in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm... Oof. Um, do we rate this book? Yeah, for sure we rate it. Yeah. I kind of meant, do we rate this book now? But oh. yeah. <laughs> do, like, do we just go into rating? Oh, oh it's time. Yes. It's time. It's time to rate. I understand what you mean. Yeah. I thought you were like, maybe it's so bad. <laughs> maybe we, we just don't it. rate it. Yeah. Yeah. What it. is the least amount of stars I can give a book? <laughs> well, I think we have firmly decided that there is a quarter rating system <laughs> <laughs> on the pod so i feel like probably 0.25 stars or i guess zero can we give a book zero stars that's what i'm saying like i don't how does this work like again we produce the pod we you know make the rules. We make the i rules. do think we gave getting my swamp a half a star <sighs> was this worse than getting my swamp that i think is the real <laughs> the real rub you know like, yeah, I think it was. I was going to say, I think I liked this less, less than, getting, than I my liked swamp. getting My Swamp. And that is such a nuts thing for us to say. Because Getting My Swamp was horrific. Yeah. I think this is worse than Getting My Swamp. So, like, I don't wow. know, 0.25? Yeah. I think I'm going to give it a half a star. I think I'm going to leave it the same level with Getting My Swamp. I think that's fair because I don't I genuinely am like I don't want (laughs) you don't want to live in a world where this is (laughs) rated lower than it's not my I, I don't yeah I don't know something about rating this book lower than get in my swamp feels homophobic to me even though this book is the most homophobic of all books <laughs> so i'm like i don't know mm, yeah i feel like we can settle on like 0.5 yeah for That's a like- pod rating <laughs> <laughs> oh god wow we're gonna get eaten alive yeah um it's so funny my friend malcolm one time I was texting him and he had asked, he's a listener. Hello, Malk. But um, it's his birthday today, actually. Happy birthday. Happy Um, birthday, Malcolm. But he was texting me asking about like what book I was reading at the time. And I had been reading like some gay hockey romance. So I said that to him and he went, him? My friend is reading him right now and they love it. And I cannot stop thinking about that. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. Oh, Oh, no. I also... 
because like we said in the beginning we like just recorded the praise episode so i was mm-hmm. editing it yesterday and like had just finished reading him and then was editing us on the podcast being like i'm so excited for the next episode <laughs> this is gonna be so much fun and i was like oh you guys have oh, no idea guys. yeah <laughs> no clue what's so coming. innocent when we recorded that <laughs> had so much hope oh god it was such positive outlooks on life. right it wasn't raining then oh <laughs> uh. uh. anyway oh i feel like that's fair i think that's a good rating i think so too okay spicy rating spicy rating this book is mostly spice i feel yeah. like i will say that and the spice for the most part is pretty good yeah um or at least like enjoyable mm-hmm. um yeah i feel like i would give this like a four for quantity four for quantity five. yeah I think, think four. I think four is good. Yeah, I would say five, but there was just like so much <laughs> homophobia and misogyny yeah. and biphobia that I feel like it knocks it down a peg. Um, What do you think about quality? I don't know, because like you said, I honestly feel like this is similar to what we ran into with praise of like some of the spice was good and enjoyable mm-hmm. to read, but some of it was like there was just so much other happening stuff. that i was yeah. not into and like yeah i don't know there's so much misogyny and homophobia in this book right i think if you pull some of the like scenes themselves out of context um you could be like yeah that is objectively hot mm-hmm. um but again like to that review that you read earlier like didn't that person say that like the sex itself yeah. was rich. Yeah, like who is it hot for? Who is it hot like, for? Yeah. 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 I think that's an interesting point. And like mm. there are sexual dynamics that like two women writing a book might not know about that exist. You know right. what I mean? Like so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Three, four, three, two. I don't know. I don't want to rate it. I was going to say, I don't know that I want to give it a quality rating. Okay. Well, we make the rules. <laughs> we invented the rules. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Right. Okay. Is do you want to lead us in? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is the Not So Kinsey scale, which is our queer alternative to the leading man. And the Mollies use um, their best discretion to rank the central relationship in the book on the not so Kinsey scale. So um, that scale is as follows from the top. It's red, which we aptly decided to call <laughs> raise the roof, which is perfect, beautiful, and we love it. Amazing. Um, orange, which is outrageously hot, speaks for itself. These two often. Um, I was going to say there's often a orange. <laughs> a orange. <laughs> um. Then we have yellow, which is, you're close, almost great. Green, kind of gross, too many homophobes. Blue, um, which I like to call Brokeback Mountain, which uh, just means that everyone is in really deep pain because everyone is gay. And then purple is painful to read, a gay tragedy. And I think I know where I'm putting this book. I think I know, too. You want to say it on the count of three? I was going to say, are we going to say the same? Yeah. Let's see. Are you just saying the color or are you saying? Just the color. Okay. 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 We'll say it at the same time. Okay. Okay. One, two. two. Oh, oh, okay. 
you, oh, okay. you, you count, you count, you count. You One, count. two, three. Green. Purple. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was really focused on the too many homophobes. Yes. Yeah. Part of green. I went purple because um, this does feel like a gay tragedy <laughs> to me. <laughs> I I respect that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like. But yeah, green for sure. Anywhere from green down is like. Yeah. Pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. It's somewhere in there. But yeah. That somewhere in there. Kind of gross. Too many homophobes was what really. Uh, yeah. No, I do. Th- I do think that for is me. super valid yeah as a response and like purple for me i guess has always been like everybody dies because everyone is gay which yeah. is um definitely a uh a genre of media right mm-hmm. which i think brokeback mountain does fall into because i'm pretty sure jake gyllenhaal's character dies in that book or in that movie but i think so anyway so no one died right for sure <laughs> but this book however felt tra- <laughs> tragic to me it is tragic yeah uh okay so there's Woo! that <laughs> should we end we, on anatomy class oh my, god, oh my god purple and green barney <laughs> i don't barney. like that okay all right <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry my bad <laughs> if you Uh, like it that's fine you know (laughs) i did like it but that's okay um okay should we anatomy class anatomy class time we gotta like do something something (laughs) and this on a better note (laughs) (sighs) okay so anatomy class is the uh segment of the pod where one of us mollies or a non-molly if they're um Mm -hmm contributing a contributing editor as we say right um we'll share a very funny or gross or silly or amazing uh euphemism for a bodily function or body part etc involved in the smut Mm -hmm. um in our journeys through um the romance novel genre (laughs) and this week i believe it's my turn it is your turn and I would like to talk. What do you have for us today? <laughs> I mean, it's a. Uh, it is from the book that we read. Okay. Although this is from the, I guess the sequel, Us. Mm, okay. And it is <laughs> a moment in which. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, there is a moment in which Jamie's character gets a boner. Okay. Okay. And. In his mind's eye, inside of his brain, <laughs> as as he gets hard, he thinks, swing. <laughs> no, no. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yep. Swing. <laughs> no. As if this is like a comic book. <laughs> and I honestly laughed so hard when I read that. And I was like, what sweet relief <laughs> from this <laughs> harrowing book series. Honestly, thank read. you so much for I was, that like, moment. Blessings. But also just the thought of like swing and him like popping a boner was so <laughs> funny to me. I was like uh, absolute excellent. Honestly, like comedic timing. If you no notes. Me, no notes. I was like, if they had told me that this was a long con just to get me to read <laughs> that line. 
I would believe it. I'd be like, <laughs> you really went for it. <laughs> it took 600 pages, but we got there. Oh, it's so funny, but I kind of hate it. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. Not even kind of. <laughs> I fully hate it, <laughs> but it is so just, funny. <laughs> yeah, I just in my brain was imagining him like saying that aloud. And I do think someone saying that aloud would be kind of funny. <laughs> Showing. Showing. <laughs> like, it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> but something about him saying it inside of his own brain to himself, I was like, nuts. <laughs> it's bananas. Oh, uh, <sighs> no. No. Swing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, so ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so, so silly. I love it. Should not we? as silly as as dick aneurysm but um nothing will be <laughs> dick aneurysm my god i just i'm still obscessed with her body was like a flower <laughs> opening and someone, and was, someone shoving was shoving a dick inside, dick inside. <laughs> also, the, she was fulfilled with sexual fulfillment, fulfillment. <laughs> oh i like now, as I'm thinking about this more, I like that you can just add swing to the end of any of those. Yeah, I think and I it, like it. Just it, adds something. It it adds a little a little amuse bouche, a little flair, a little flair. <laughs> I do think I'm gonna start using it in my daily life so much. <laughs> like it, it's gonna be one of those things that I use so ironically, and then all of a sudden, I'm it's not it ironic. I'm very <laughs> seriously. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's It'll also like, it is fun to say swing. It's fun to say swing. <laughs> I also like no one can see, but we both keep doing the, <laughs> the finger. <laughs> so our fingers it. are popping. Um, we'll have to post a video of us doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. Swing, swing. Uh, it's it'll be like my sitcom tagline. I'll just like slam doors open and be like swing. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, I support okay. this decision. <laughs> Man, what a what a way to wrap it up. <laughs> what a way to wrap it up. Um, what a what a series of books, you know. Um, <laughs> what an experience we've what had. What an experience. Back to back like pretty intense conversations here yeah. on the pod. Um, I do think next time we will be having Maybe a little bit more of a... A happier. A happy, <sighs> lovely time. I really hope so. I'm nervous that you're not going to like it, actually. Um, so. I think I will. I guess okay. we should let people know what we're talking about. What we're talking about. about. Um, next time, we are going to be reading Whiskey Business by Elliot Fletcher. This is a book that Molly has been telling me to read for like for two weeks, weeks now. I know I finally um, convinced Molly to do it. So as, we are as a forcing me to read it yes. on the pod. It, it is one of my one of my favorite things about having a podcast with you is like I do kind of get to corner you into reading stuff I want you to read. Yeah, you know, it's like you know when you recommend a book to a friend and they're like, "I'll read that," and you're like, "Okay, but when?" So we're <laughs> like, by this date, <laughs> right. you have to have it read, <laughs> right. and we have to talk about it. Right, <laughs> right. right. It is fun. It, it is, is fun. fun. It's a fun dynamic. To have. <laughs> it's a fun dynamic. I promise we don't abuse it, but it is fun. It is fun. fun. I'm excited. I'm I am excited very excited too. to read this book. I am too. I'm excited. Yeah. 
All right. All right, friends. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and Storygraph and wherever you get your pods and to not hate us for not liking <laughs> him. Everyone can have their own opinions. Yay. Including us. us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Happy reading. Uh, don't forget to read whatever the hell you want. Be shameless. We love it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh,